Hello, everybody. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex, and this week I'm joined by Stuart Reid. Good afternoon. Chris Tilly. Buongiorno. And uh, Richard Bearpark. Good and tag. I would say you're the one and only Richard Bearpark, but you're not. I'm There's not. There's another. There's I another. Just... I discovered another on Google when I typed my name in. Have you killed him? No, I should, though, because he's stolen my domain that I wanted. Well, it is his name as well. Yeah, I guess he was born before me, but he doesn't actually have a website. He's just linked it to his LinkedIn profile, which I think is cheating. What, what is this Richard Bearpark? Uh, he's like a businessman of some sort. I'm oh. not really sure. But, um... Sounds like a boring suit. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> you should. Um, I wonder if he's listening. If you're listening, Richard Bearpark, give up your domain, richardbearpark.com. Yeah. Well, what would you do with uh, a website with your name on it? Um, I would. I would. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Brilliant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a pitch. Oh, I'll connect to my LinkedIn. That's so, a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Connect to that bloke's LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just have as many pictures of Richard Bear Park as possible. There must be more than two Richard Bear Parks in the world. I'm not sure. I've only found two. So you me, mean, it's like me going out guy. trawling the streets. Anyone got <laughs> yeah. any Richard Bear Parks? Richard Bear Parks? Buy and Richard Bear Buy Parks? <laughs> but surely that whole laws of, of seven degrees of separation thing means that you are just like seven handshakes away from the other Richard Bear Park. So in theory, somebody listening to this podcast would only be six handshakes away from so we could actually find the other Richard Bear Park that's for a you. point yeah. is he from the UK yes yeah he is where um, does the the surname Bear Park originate from I think it's France is it yeah yeah <laughs> Bear Park is oh, no. what's French for Bear Park um I have no idea oh mm. well how do you know it's French then I, well that's what I've been told by my family <laughs> Maybe they're lying to me. Yeah. Maybe they're not actually. Maybe your surname's not actually Bear Park. They're just taking the piss out of you. Imagine Smith. that. Yeah, is, <laughs> is your dad's Smith. surname Bear Park? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Just all right. checking. <laughs> oh, now. A milkman was as well. Hey. He's on LinkedIn. I bet he parks his bear. Wow. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I don't know. Should we do the podcast? Yeah. yeah it's just more fun. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the news in a little bit and also uh, round up the latest Xbox 720 rumours. Mm. Um, but first, you were going to talk about something, Stuart. Oh, yeah, we normally just drop in what we've been doing this week. Mm. And this week, I've been having a very, very interesting conversation with Richard Bearpark huh. about spontaneous human combustion. Oh, God. And Rich Bearpark has a theory right. about the kind of person that is more susceptible to spontaneous human combustion. Right, yeah, that's oh, rich. God's sake, I did is this not based want on this fact? <laughs> you didn't well, want it, this to blow up? It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could spontaneously combust right now. Uh, oh, don't do that. Uh, A bit too close. Yeah. Uh, basically, I think I remember seeing a, uh, a documentary about spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. And they said that due to the lifestyle of, like, rock stars, okay... <laughs> Now, I know what this sounds like, but apparently it's because of all the drugs and alcohol and they're more susceptible to it. I don't know, whatever. But apparently um, it's been... The cases of human combustion have uh, been linked to rock stars. <laughs> what? Did you hear that, Chris? Yeah. What causes human spontaneous human combustion? I think what's happened here is that Rich has got confused between documentaries... And this is Spinal Tap. I thought Spinal Tap as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah. I thought about this, but I don't know if I have. Well, I kind of hope I haven't because I don't remember 
well, obviously, you know it's Spinal Tap's a mockumentary when you're watching it, surely. I don't think I did the first three times I saw it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Really? No. You're in for a treat. It's good. Yeah, but that's like everyone saying With Nail and I is the most amazing film ever, and I watched that and I just like, oh, God. What I think With Nail, though, you've got to watch more than once. Oh, shite. Yeah, I found it funny when I got I watched it drunk once. <clears throat> What's that weird Sorry. thing you did then? <laughs> I realised I wasn't speaking to the microphone. I was looking at you. Okay. <laughs> I think you need to be drunk to like With Nail and I the first time. Yeah, probably. So spontaneous human combustion. Is there any cases of spontaneous human combustion on YouTube? I, I'm, I'm no. just intrigued to see... Like, what is it? Does some, do you literally just explode? <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't know. We researched it afterwards, and there's only been one witness case right. of uh, uh, spontaneous human combustion, and it was uh, a guy just saw his daughter burst into flames. He tried to put her out with his hands, got burns all over his hands. She survived through it, but then slipped into a coma and died afterwards. She, what, uh, wow. What a she, lovely story. I don't know. Mm. So... So you don't explode. Like, so if you drank like loads of like fizzy drinks, mm. you could probably burst or explode, right? Or, or if, if you, if you had some Mentos with them as well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you had like Diet Coke and then a, like, a packet of Mentos. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what <laughs> spontaneous human combustion is. That would be insane. Who's going to try it? I'll, I'll try it. Right, I don't mind. Right. She's not here next week. You know why. Yeah. Just be <laughs> it's a leg it's left. A there's there's just a leg or an arm left in there with spontaneous human <laughs> combustion. Just that, mm. you know. But it's, a, it's to do with the wick effect, apparently, because the human body acts like a candle. Right. Did you know that? It's um, all, the, all the cases that, that have been reported, there's always like a heat source nearby, like a fire. And so what people think it is... <laughs> that's yeah. not spontaneous. No, this is the that's great, getting too close to a fucking fire. This is the great wearing thing. Wearing polyester, right? This is right? kind of what it is. This is kind of what it is. So people, old people like keel over, right. fall against the fire, and what happens is you, you're like a candle. Your clothes act like the wick and your body acts like the wax of a candle. Right. So you go up, but really slowly, but at a really high temperature over a really long period of time, which is why your body can be right. completely immolated. Right. That is. So it's a, not quite what I was thinking then. I thought someone would be walking down the street and then... <laughs> just a, yeah, <laughs> sprayed with just like guts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Picking out fingernails for the next three weeks. <laughs> But it's not that. Oh, that's so, rather yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Listeners, if you if you have experienced uh, any sp- sort of spontaneous <laughs> human combustion, do let us know, won't Ho- you? Hopefully not personally. And especially if you're a rock star, we'd yeah. like to know. Bit Just confusing. don't. I think that my main advice would be, don't be a rock star, Brilliant. and then you won't spontaneously combust. Bit or go near a fire. Yeah. If you're yeah, a rock yeah. star near a fire, don't be worse. a rock star or a candle. If you're a doddery old rock star. Yeah. Mick Jagger. He's not going to make it to Glastonbury. Don't go near that two bar electric. Because it's cold at the minute. (laughs) I bet he's got his heating cranked right up. (laughs) Anyway, the news. The French for park is park. Right. And bear, I'm not sure. There's a few different words. I can't really. Bernays, maybe, or Bessier? Bernays. Bernays is a sauce. Spelt differently, though. So are you. All sauce. (laughs) Anyway, Elysium. Yes. The trailer for Elysium hit the net this week, which is Neil Blomkamp's follow-up to District 9. Is it actually related? No. Oh. It is just his second movie. Okay. And it was very, very good. Did you watch it, Rich? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it what yesterday. Did, what did you reckon? It looks pretty cool. Um, it's along the same kind of vein as District 9. It is a little bit, isn't it? That's yeah. what I thought. What did you think, Alex? I thought it looked really, really good. Yeah. Is it like- an allegory for apartheid? Uh, it does appear to be an allegory, but yeah. not for apartheid. It looks like it's more um, immigration and kind of the economic divide. 
in our society at the moment. Did you see the trailer? I didn't. I'm afraid I was busy. So it looks like it's about set in the future when there's two societies. One, Elysium, is some place where all the rich people live. It looks quite a lot like Halo. Ah. It's like on a big... Because obviously he was down to sort of direct the Halo yep. movie, but there's a, a scene where they're laying in paradise, as it were, and you see the kind of the world go up and around, like the Halo in Halo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a man-made space station, and, yeah. and um, everyone's rich and happy, and there's no ill health. Like in the, in the trailer, there's a scene where a woman's sunbathing mm. and she goes inside and lies on a machine and it, it removes all the cancer from her body that she's picked up. It didn't say in the trailer, but it looks like Matt Damon's character has got cancer, I guess, if he's looking to go up there and get cured, maybe? Do you reckon that's the...? Looks to me like something like that. He's got a race against time to get up there, and so he puts on. Seems to put on like a mech suit. Yeah, it's weird. Look like District Nine. But, but like mm. when you, when they sort of place it on the kind of counter in front of him to begin with, he just like well, it just looks like a funny load of belts or something, and then it sort of bolts into his head and mm. kind of oh, superpowers his arms. He it's looks like an, pretty fucking badass in it. I thought. Yeah, yeah. He can be pretty badass when he wants. Yeah, mm. it's like an extreme exoskeleton kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a good year for sci-fi, actually, because um, there seems to be a lot of science fiction movies coming out by good filmmakers. Um, and Blomkamp was actually talking at an event this week that we attended in the States um, about Elysium, and they asked him about the Halo movie as well. Mm. And he said he wouldn't be averse to making it one day. Yeah. But I have a quote from him. He says, I still really love the world and the universe and the mythology of Halo. If I was given control, I would really like to do that film. But that's the problem. When something pre-exists, there's the idea of my own interpretation versus 150 other people involved with yeah. the film's interpretation of the same intellectual property. Then the entire film-going audience has their interpretation. You can really live up to that or fail in their eyes. That part isn't appealing to me, but the original pieces are appealing. So the thing I quite liked about the trailer is that obviously it's very, very sci-fi, mm -hmm. but it's still grounded in sort of quite gritty reality, and that's yeah. what I thought District 9 did really, really well. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous that you had these massive prawnies, and <laughs> but the, way you sort of, the way it was integrated into sort of shantytown stuff I thought was brilliant, and this yeah. feels very much like that. So it, sta it stayed with you, I thought, District 9, in a way that Oblivion, which we'll, I'll talk about later, but yeah. we saw this week, the new Tom Cruise movie, really hasn't stayed with me, and that was yeah. only two days ago. Yeah, mm. sort of style over substance. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's come out of nowhere and it's definitely one of my sort of, you know, want-to-sees for the summer now. Yeah. So, very exciting. Cool, and that's out in August, I believe. Yes. Very cool. Uh, also, uh, this week we've shown the first gameplay footage of Dark Souls 2. Yes, so on site right now we've got 12 minutes of uh, gameplay demo of Dark Souls 2. Tour. Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Dark Souls 2. And did look no, I won't do a Japanese accent. That'd be quite don't racist. Do that. Don't um, do that. <laughs> and uh, I don't really know much about Dark Souls apart from that. It's ridiculously hard, um, and I I can't really get into those kind of games. Have I you think. ever attempted to play it? I oh, know I haven't. Oh, I don't want to. I, I won't get any satisfaction from failing over and over again. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I I understand exactly what you mean. I've had a I've had a stab at it for for a couple of hours, and it's just so fucking difficult. It's so hard. Like, but yeah. The, the whole point is is that the satisfaction when you do actually do it, like, similar but not the same, when I finally did the Trials of Archimedes stuff in God of War, <laughs> after six hours of doing it, I literally felt like a god. <laughs> but the entire game is like that, and that's the kind of... You know, people literally piss their knickers over it because it's that literally literally piss their knickers yeah wow there's a quote on the back of the box he will piss your knickers over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I think Peter Serafinowicz pissed his pants when he was talking to me about it 
Yeah, he does like it. He, he likes it a lot. He's been tweeting about the um, the trailer for Dark Souls 2 as well, saying that it's it looks good. It is, in all honesty, from what I can tell, more of the same. You know, there's mm. obviously a few kind of uh, visual tweaks. Yeah. Lots of deaths, like the, the kind of gameplay that we showed was, you know, demonstrated all the different ways you can die. Like there's this bit where you're walking across a rope bridge and all these wivens are flying over the top and then the wiven lands on the rope bridge and you die. And it's like, oh. how the fuck do you get past that? So, mm. but apparently you can. So, uh, and also there are a couple other bits that make it look a little bit more puzzle heavy, which maybe kind of gives a little bit of relief. But then again, maybe not, because there are sections where you've got to choose between carrying a torch or your shield. Obviously, a torch will enable you to see what you're doing, but a shield will protect you. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Well, we thought maybe you could you could fashion some sort of miner's helmet out of your torch. I don't think that's an option but in the game, you run, unfortunately. You run the risk of, of setting fire to yourself. Yeah. Human combustion. Full yes. circle. All comes Full around. circle, there you go. All comes around. Um, but yeah, uh, readers, listeners even, uh, be good to get your feedback on what you think about Dark Souls 2. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, another kind of big trailer that's hit the uh, that there website called IGN this week is uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, <laughs> which is it. just fucking <laughs> Brilliant. insane. Brilliant. It's basically an 80s movie, but in video game form. And I... I don't really know what to make of it, quite honestly. I love the trailer because they've they've made it look like a really skanky old VHS. Yeah. And kind of being a video editor, making stuff look old and skanky and VHS-like is really fucking hard these days. I was going to say, you're pretty good at it. I'm really good at it, yeah. <laughs> I like how they even have the tracking yeah. at the yeah. start. Yeah, yeah, really good. But that's the cool. whole game is like that. From what, Well, I don't know, but actually I don't know about the whole game. But certainly because we showed about uh, 15 minutes of it on site. And from the way it does the tutorial to the way it introduces stuff, it's so kind of, I don't know, brilliantly um, pitched. But I wonder if it's going to resonate with everyone or whether it's, you know, old farts like us going, <laughs> games really used to be like that. Uh, <laughs> and people like Bear Park, youngins going, oh, how is that? Yeah. yeah. What, what's a video? Yeah. Video. VHS. So, so as a, a the only young person in this room. Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, <laughs> Sorry, Grandad. Well, You're definitely lumped in with us. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I think I was still kind of in that generation where um, I saw games and played games that were right. to that kind of style. So because that's that's the point. It's the style. It's not the game itself. The style. The game itself is very much kind of yeah. modern day, like you know, just based on the Far Cry Three engine, and you know, it looks pretty decent. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, um, I think it'll be quite fun. Um, I guess playing that kind of style on a new console is something quite novel. Yeah. It's like the opening scene, like you're flying around on a helicopter with a minigun uh, shooting the shit up of stuff on the ground with, uh, I don't know, is it Little Richard or something like that playing in the background? And it's exactly the same as like the opening bit in Predator mm. when they're kind of flying into the sort of drop zone. And then some of the achievements are kind of, you know, uh, quotes from Die Hard. So it's very much like the 80s action movie uh, has inspired it. But I don't know. I like the idea of it. From what I've seen, I think it looks interesting. But I think it could be very sort of, uh, well, I think it could split its audience. It's going to be difficult to keep that momentum of the yeah. idea going as well, isn't yeah. it? You, you kind of got a feeling after a, an hour's worth of playtime, it's going to get a bit old. Yeah. And yeah. also, I feel a bit like... 
why couldn't it have been the sort of uh, dinosaur DLC that everyone really wanted? <laughs> like, given the choice out of the two, no question for me. Like, dinosaur DLC on, on the, the original Far Cry Island would have been amazing. Could happen. It might still happen. You never it know. might still happen. Yeah. You never know. I like it. I just watched the trailer on my phone. Yeah. Looks cool. Like, the, the, the sort of cartoon-style uh, cutscenes and stuff like that are really, really, really well done. Yeah. But, but also... This is the ridiculous thing. So the game comes out on May the 1st, but Russian hackers have hacked into Uplay and we've got the game already. In Russia, <laughs> hackers hack you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole Uplay thing has is, been... That's just pretty big news. ...brought to its knees. Yeah. So uh, although the game was officially revealed or, you know, a decent amount of footage shown yesterday, from what I can gather, people are already playing it. So. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, whoopsie. yeah. Yeah, oh well. That's yeah. what you get for not having your servers firewalled. Lock your doors. <laughs> Is that what you have to That's do? That's what you do, lock your security doors. Lock That's what I do on my PC every night. Do you really? Yeah. Do you actually take, do you unplug the Ethernet cable from I, your PC? I unplug it completely <laughs> yeah. and lock it in a cupboard. <laughs> Hack that. Hack that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what else is news? Well, Zack Snyder. Our old friend Zack Snyder, Stu. Oh, that's my impression of Zack Snyder. Famously yawned his way through an interview with the pair of us for 20 minutes. <laughs> this scintillating dynamic duo of IGN. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't look me in the eye as well, I remember. He just yeah. kept looking past me. Did you have your trousers, Dan? He's been talking about Man of Steel to Entertainment Weekly and he dropped a bit of a, a, bit of a mini Superman bombshell. Um, he said, I'll be honest with you, there's no kryptonite in the movie. What? I'll be honest with you, there's no <laughs> kryptonite in the <laughs> I movie. I thought that was pretty easy to understand. <laughs> no, I'm actually quite <laughs> But it's now. Superman. <laughs> but it's Superman. Um, he said that they want to humanise Superman by giving him new flaws and vulnerabilities. Huh. So well, is it, uh, targeting emotion with that? But that's not Superman then, is it? Well, know. Henry Cavill, who's playing Superman, said, yeah. although he's not susceptible to the frailties of mankind, he's definitely susceptible to the emotional frailties. Mm. Yeah, that is, that's, those are themes that come up in the comics quite a lot. Sure. Like, especially when there's, you know, you've got Batman and Superman in the same comic and, you know, Superman's a soft touch when it comes to sort of saving humankind and all that kind of mm. shit. But still... Does it not get a bit boring, though, sometimes when someone just pulls out a bit of kryptonite? I've always found that a bit of a... You know, obviously, you need to find something to bring him down, yeah. but it's always a bit, oh, I've got this box of lead over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess it depends, because ultimately they won't be able to bring him down. Yeah, they'll be able to impact his kind of emotional state or this, that and the other, but they won't be able to destroy him. No. Not that they obviously would never be destroyed in a Superman movie anyway. Hmm. But you get. I see what you're saying. Is you've there's no real sense of peril no. if there's no. Well, G General Zod could kill him, couldn't he? I must admit, I don't really know the kind of no. the, the mythology of that kind of stuff. Who's playing Zod this time round? Michael Shannon. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Amazing casting. Yeah, mm. really good. Um, so that's interesting. I'm still excited by the movie, though. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely interested my peak. The trailers have been great. I thought. And Zack Snyder, I think, I think he's going to mature as a filmmaker. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll make a good film. You just got to hope that, that that last one was a misstep. I know some people liked it. I, 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 I did, yeah, I did yeah. like it. What, but Sucker then, Punch? Yeah. Oh, I found it so boring. Uh, do you know I really like Sucker Punch. I've never seen it because so many people said it how bad it was. Well, you have the casting vote here. You should watch it because I didn't like it. These two liked it. Yeah. But it's the same with Transformers 2. I never ever watched that because everyone said... I, what, I, I won't watch worse? Transformers 2. What's worse, Transformers 2 or Sucker Punch? Wow. Transformers 2 was terrible. Yeah, Transformers 2, probably. And, I, and then again, I didn't watch Dark of the Moon or whatever it's called. I hated that one. That one was supposed to be better, but I, I thought that one right. was even worse. I didn't actually think the first one was all that. It's all right. I didn't, I didn't really... It's just too... It's so busy. It's isn't impossible it? yeah. to follow. Yeah, it gives times. me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us fucking... Yeah. I don't think that's got anything to do with us being old. I just think it's really poorly storyboarded or, you know... The, Orchestrated, the sequ- directed. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think, Rich? Because you're you're of a of a generation below us. I am the Ute in the room. In it, blood. And I I thought Transformers Three was well good in it. Did you? Yeah. Man, you're such an idiot. I actually did. I actually did think it was very good. <laughs> what about the first one though? I really liked the first one, mm-hmm. and I was excited about that for a long time before it came out. Um, and then number two, I didn't like, and number three, I it brought me back into it. Right. Are you excited about four? God, there's a fourth one? Yeah, yeah. there isn't there, but I don't know. Maybe they should have just stopped. Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't know which Transformer he's playing, does he? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, Mark. Yeah. Well, I love they him. want me to play. It's, um, is that that awful man still in the films? Shire? Shire. No, he's not going to be in the next one. Is he No. Good. I can't fucking bear him. No. I really Please. liked him in Even Stevens. Did you ever watch that? Or was that... Was that my children's TV? <laughs> what the what now? I've never heard of it. No. Uh, moving on. You're on your own there, son. <laughs> Finally, we've got a bit of uh, business news, Stuart. <laughs> business news, kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, I think we should have a minute silence for the for the death of somebody's career this week. Now, if you remember last week, uh, Adam Orth, who is the creative director at uh, is it Microsoft? Is creative director? It is. Yes. Yeah. Microsoft Studios. He uh, he basically did this whole thing about when uh, the story was, was was being leaked about the Xbox 720 always having to be connected to the internet and always being on, he did that whole deal with it tirade where he was going about, you know, sometimes the power goes out. I don't buy a new Hoover. Deal with it. Hashtag uh, deal with it. Hashtag deal with it. Which is even oh, worse, God. quite frankly. Daisy. <laughs> anyway, he has, he has figuratively fallen on his sword. He is now no longer a creative director at Microsoft Studios. He's having to deal with unemployment. I think the headline for the story should have been fuck off, but there you go. Brilliant. Thanks <laughs> very much. Fuck uh, off, hashtag deal with it. Yeah. Etc. 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 So yeah, um we were discussing this in the office earlier, Alex. It's is it do you think he had to go after after Well apparently the, he like, resigned, but right. what we don't know is whether it was kind of like, you know, out of choice or whether it was like you've got no choice but to resign. Mm. But I just think if you're going to be, if you're going to work for a company like Microsoft, obviously one of the biggest companies in the world, and shout off your gob publicly, then you've got to be a bit of an idiot, quite frankly. Yeah, it's yeah. part of your job. It's a responsibility. We can't, we're the same here. We can't go shutting our mouths no. off about stuff no. if, uh, that's unprofessional. And... and the thing that kind of gets me even more is that, so it really sort of flared up when he was talking to a guy from Bioware. So two people within the industry... You would have thought that they would have done it over email or, you know, a phone call. But the fact they did it over Twitter, neither of their accounts were protected. Mm. 
I, I, I must admit, I, I feel sorry for the guy because I don't like anyone being kind of publicly executed in this way. But at the same time, it's like you've got to take some responsibility for your actions. Yeah. Like know when to shut the fuck up. Mm. You got to. You got to. If you if you're gonna say something like this on Twitter, you've got to think to yourself: Would you say it in a crowded pub where you could be overheard? You know, people aren't using Twitter. But I don't think it's even a crowded pub. I think it's live on stage in front of an audience of thousands. I think that's the comparison. <laughs> yeah, sure. And and not only you know it's not just randoms, but people who actually care quite a lot about that. Mm. Yeah, so. they're gonna people who are gonna follow him want his opinion, don't they? So I guess. Yeah. And, and, and considering Stupid. a lot of people who care a lot about Xbox are feeling, you know, my hurt is probably not the right word, but feeling uncomfortable with the idea of an always on uh, or always connected Xbox, to just throw it out there with a you know throwaway deal with it comment is really irresponsible. Mm. So. Well, let's Whoopsie. move on talking about the Xbox Seven Twenty. Uh, there are just there, there are so many rumors coming out now. There's yeah. there's rumor and information and disinformation and you know let's have a little look at what we know and thought we knew and now probably don't know. No, uh, until the release date, which we think what's a, we, we've got we, so, we think we know when we're the latest finally know. announced date is May twenty first and kind of veteran Windows tech blogger. Uh, Paul Joliet, I think that was his name. Mm-hmm. He uh, he spoke about it on his uh, tech podcast last week and then wrote a blog about it. But um, he's heard from insiders that it's going to be uh, May 21st. And I've spoken to a few people who, while not confirming that date, have said, you know, it's in kind of around the right ballpark. Right. So I think, you know, we'll hear about the console before E3 and then they'll flesh out more details to the bigger kind of uh, what it will do, what the games it will have. I assume at E3 itself. The th- so this whole will it have to be online all the time thing. Last week it was pretty much yes, it will. But yep. we've but there's been an update and it, it seems that it possibly won't have to be connected. So yeah, last week it was like if you uh, disconnect your Xbox Durango or whatever you want to call it uh, within three minutes, the game, whatever game you're doing, will crash out and it will take you through to a network helper telling you you're having problems with your internet. Now, this week, uh, uh, a rumour says on, on VG Leaks saying that that won't be the case and that while the Xbox will have always-on functionality, it will not prevent the use of second-hand games or even prevent people from playing local content when it's not connected to the internet. Oh. So it's all been a, a storm in a teacup. Who knows? <laughs> That's the thing, right? Yeah. So, of course, it's, it's always going to have the, the always connected functionality in the same way. So if it's connected to the internet, it'll don- download the firmware in the background, all that. Kind of, that's great. But the, that's not the issue here. The issue is, you know, if you want to go around to your mate's house with your game to show them what it's like, but, oh, you're not allowed to do that because it's, you know, got secondhand it's protection. Tied to your so there's, yeah. it, there's that. But then there's also, you know, a lot of people do have problems with their internet connection. In fact, we've got some feedback about that later on. Mm. Um but, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably more likely nearer the truth. Mm, okay. So what else do we know about it? The, the, it seems as if as, as though the 720 isn't actually going to be the death of the 360 then. The 360, it looks, will actually live side by side with a new machine for some time. But in a really weird way. So, obviously, the, the, the original uh, rumour was that there is no 360 backwards compatibility. But, again, uh, more information from the same source said that Microsoft will release a stripped-down version of the 360, which will connect to your Durango, which will enable you to play 360 games. But weirdly, now it's, it's, let me try and explain this okay. because 
the 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 re-released 360 won't have a disk drive. Right. You'll have to use the disk drive in the Durango. So right. the the, the re-released 360 will be a digital only proposition. So the idea being is that it's dead cheap. You hook it up to the internet. You download your games from there. That's how you play 360 games. But if you've got a shit ton of 360 games that you want to play on Durango, you can do that. But you'll have to buy this other 360. It's like, well, why not just play it on the original 360? Because it's at the minute it's rumored to be around 149 dollars as well, which is not exactly cheap. That's not exactly cheap. I wonder if you could connect the it old sounds HD. Awful. What if you could connect the old HD DVD drive to the to the new Xbox 360 that's coming <laughs> out? They've probably got a warehouse full of them, and that's how you can play your games. I bet there are billions of King Kongs because that was. Oh I remember God, yeah. literally King Kong is like, what else is there to to watch on this? I've got two HD DVDs. One was King Kong, and the other one was Swordfish. <laughs> I got, I got wow. that as well. Do right. you remember when you first bought the pack? You could get five free HD DVDs. That's, is that's, that right? That's what, yeah, that's what I went for. <laughs> yeah. It was £110 when it came out. And yes. then I bought one on eBay because my one broke and it was £7. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> Ridiculous. I've still got someone. I've still got one somewhere. So nice. they were talking as well about, about the the fact that the mic, even though it's used, uh, there were some um, um, figures out this week that that's showed that the 360 is used more as a media device than it is as a gaming device right now. But... I find um, that surprising. I found that surprising as well, but that, you know, these numbers never lie, Alex. Apart, apart, from, <laughs> when they, apart from when they do, of course. But they're saying that the 720 is going to hook up even closer to your existing TV service. They're going to do all sorts of deals with cable companies, satellite companies and things like that. Yeah, uh, again, not entirely sure of what it's going to kind of, what the final product will be like, but it will have some kind of integrated broadcast uh, connection in there. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that currently PlayStation 3 has um, Play TV, so you can watch TV and use your PS3 as a, a PVR. But this is a little bit, it takes the, the idea a step further than that, is that uh, Microsoft bought a company called VideoSurf. And basically that is tech that watches or collates what you're viewing and then sort of suggests stuff. Uh, and the idea is, is that like it will build up a catalogue or a library of TV shows that it thinks you will like which is quite smart. Mm. Uh, kind of the, TiVo-esque then. Kind of, yeah. Mm. But, but the idea being is that you'll spend less time um, looking through the guide to figure out what to watch and you know this is already doing that for you and serving up all the stuff that it thinks you'll like, Okay, which is quite smart. But I hear from a technical point of view, it's actually supposed to hook up to your cable tuner or your satellite box. Well, again, this is, this is a rumour based on a rumour and another rumour. So there might be two versions of the Xbox, one which will be the kind of core video game experience thing and then another one which is more like a set-top box, which is mm. you know the kind of thing that you sling underneath your TV and is your kind of direct cable uh, sort of provider thing. Which is, I, I, don't, I can't see how that's going to fly in this country because obviously our two main providers are Virgin for, yep. for cable and, yep. and Sky TV for, for satellite. And those are... Very, very kind of closed units that Sky are, are, are notorious for not allowing anybody to do anything at all with 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 mm. kind of the Sky feed. Yeah. I don't know how that works because you can already well. uh, obviously you can already watch Sky TV on your Xbox. Yeah, that's via kind of that's IP TV though, isn't it? Really, right? Because that's coming over your internet connection. I guess it's nothing. So. It's completely yeah. separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From your Sky Plus box, it can't even access the programs you've recorded on your Sky Plus box through that. But surely that's just a logical step, there, right? I don't know. I don't know. How does it work on PC? Like if with SkyGo, because I don't have Sky. Can you, if you're, because you can use 
was I using the other day? I think it was like the app or something. You can use that to set your record box yes. at home. Yeah. But surely the next logical step is just to have all those devices to watch that stuff on... Like, You'd like to think so. I, 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 and maybe it will happen. But, but like I say, Sky is just very... Because they're, they're terrified of piracy, obviously. Yeah. Um, because it, it, before the current... Um, generation of, of smart cards Sky was very easily pirated yeah um, it's ironic that Game of Thrones is the most pirated TV show of all time it's on Sky Atlantic <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen with that I know with Sky you can kind of get dumb boxes if you've got like multi-room you can get dumb boxes so the dumb boxes will actually stream the, the programs from yeah. your main digit yeah. box but yeah. maybe they'll do something because you know they, they do seem to be in quite close Cahoots with, with well, Microsoft. I, I think if you were Sky, you've got to look at all the new advancements in technology. Yeah. And and if I was Sony or Microsoft, I'd certainly be out there courting Sky as a kind of uh, a provider. Well, And I'm sure they're probably doing it with Fox in the US, right? I, I, I think so. I'd imagine you still have to buy a subscription, though, if they were yeah. to integrate yeah. it. Yeah, you will, yeah. So what's the point? But but even it feels like even Sky is becoming more flexible that. Is it like Now TV is part of Sky, isn't yes. it? Yes. So you don't have that kind of annual subscription. You can kind of, you know, buy... St- and I th- I'm mm. sure that you can buy kind of like uh, individual games of football now, can't you? That's I'm right. sure That's I've seen That's what they're that. advertising, isn't can it? Can you? Yeah. 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 So it's becoming more kind of... Because I always found that ridiculous. Like, if you want to watch a boxing match, you can on through, yeah. I don't know... Box office. Box office, right. Yeah. There you go. Like, why can't you do that for, for uh, football games? And apparently it's getting more like that. So Okay. And what's going to be really exciting is when you do finally have all your Sky TV hooked up through your Xbox, thanks to the unique advances with Kinect, every time you take your eyes off the screen, the fucking thing will pause anyway, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> and and then the that's... internet will go down and it won't let you, <laughs> won't let you turn it on. <laughs> so these are the advances that we're going to have with, with Kinect, because um, uh, uh, the, the new Kinect, which is version 2, I suppose they're going to call it, yeah, which is again. going to be completely integrated with the 720. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be able. To, it's it's going to do a lot, lot more. It's going to be higher resolution for a start, isn't it? The kind of yes, and it will it be can... able to detect a lot more. And again, rumor has it that it will be able to detect eye movement. So if you look away from the TV, it will pause. But that's fucking ridiculous. What if I want to have a drink? It's yeah. like that's like. That's what if you so... blink as well? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, match sticks in. Nah. <laughs> like... Just imagine you've got a nervous twitch. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Or a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be able to tell when you're looking at boobs? Uh, what, what do your eyes do differently? <laughs> Go across. <laughs> They're strange boobs. So what else is there? What else are we going to be able to do with this? Um, well, hopefully Kinect. play games, right? Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> so that's worked Just out pretty like well so far. normal games on an old-fashioned uh, joypad. That's all I want. Actually, all I, all I want is an Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> There's even rumours now about the, about the joypad though, having a screen. No, uh, well, that was PlayStation. I I thought that I heard that the Xbox One was going to stay pretty much the same, but slightly smaller. Okay. Mm. Well, obviously there are rumours and then there are counter rumours. I just don't bloody know. I don't know. We will know soon, though. Why don't I, I, we should get our readers to spread their own Xbox 720 rumours? That's a great idea. Email in uh, to ignukfeedback at ign dot com. Yeah, the more ludicrous, the better. And uh, even if you want to bring out some artwork of what you think the uh, 720 might look like, do that as well. Uh, there will be no prizes, but uh, w- maybe we could put a, a little gallery up underneath the story or something yes. like that. That'd be fun. Are you excited about the 720, Chris? No. 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 I'm not. Do you use your PlayStation 3 much? Yes. But for, for watching films? Yep. <laughs> really? Yep. I watch a lot of Blu-rays on it. Right. It was the cheapest Blu-ray player you yeah. could buy. Yeah, it's a pretty good out. one. 
No, I never got an Xbox, so I don't know what all the fuss is about. Well, I might, I might. no one does at the minute for the next one, quite frankly. So <laughs> I might buy the next generation one, though. There you go. If it floats my boat. Well, anyway, it's not about me. It's about the readers. It is. We got any feedback? We do indeed. Uh, in fact, the first bit we got from uh, Darren North, who is in Adelaide in South Australia. G'day, mate. Uh, says, right, if Hobber. the next Xbox bans used games and is always online, I am not buying it. So there you go, Microsoft have lost a sale Ooh. there if these rumours are true. He's not fucking around. He says, what about when you take your copy of a game round to a mate's house just to show them how good it is so they go out and purchase it as well? It's gone. What about being always online? We've got piss poor and expensive internet here in Australia. EA with Diablo 3, it's a good point, tied us to the USA servers. Yeah. And the ping times so the are crap. So the lag was horrendous. Yeah. That's right, yeah. lag was horrendous and the ping times are crap. Mm. Um, I never quite understand ping. Do you not? No. What do you need to know? Is a high number good or a low number? Low. Right. Because it's, it's milliseconds. Mm. So a low number is excellent. So you're basically waving to something over there and it's the time it takes for that wave to reach them and for them to wave back to you. Why didn't they do, measure it in waves then? Yeah, who are they waving at? I am off. He also says, now, do you want to plug your ears at this point? Because it's about Bioshock Infinite. Is there spoilers in there? I don't think so, because I read it. No, no, I won't. Just as well, really. Well, if there were, they're not spoilers to you now. Uh, He says he thought Bioshock Infinite was very average. It just didn't grab me. I've played the other two, completed Infinite as well. After all this time, I was expecting something a bit more fulfilling. There were times when all you did was walk from one place to another, checking bins. Yeah. But you don't have to do that. No, you don't. You don't. But it is. I, I just felt myself compelled to do that. I think that's that's more of a fault with me as a gamer, I think, mm. than the game itself. Okay. Or so, also, like just that's the uh, the Bioshock, that's the Bioshock Infinite Police. <laughs> We're slagging the game off. Yeah. Uh, no, the other kind of point that we made on last week's podcast is that you've got all this money and you don't really need to spend it on like health or ammo because there's so much around. Mm. But maybe if you didn't search the trash cans and do all that like like a lunatic like I was doing, then maybe it would be more balanced. Maybe. Don't know. Anyway, he traded his copy back to the store and got Tomb Raider. Wow. Ooh. Fair play. Yeah, fair enough. Couldn't they do didn't that sell enough copies of that, did they? Apparently not. It's no. not done brilliantly, has it? Well, it has done brilliantly, but the, the expectation they set for it was ridiculous. So it's done brilliantly, but not stratospherically? Yes. Okay. Yes. How far in are you on Bioshock now? Are you any closer? So what's the bit I've just done? So I've just been through the Shantytown stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think. Because I, I, I always... It, obviously, it saves the game when you go into a new location. I can't remember what the new location I've just gone into, okay. but I've just done the shanty town bit. And what are your your impressions now that you're? This I'm, I'm really enjoying it. You are, yeah, yeah. I love it. Mm. I, how far into it am I? How much further have I got to go? I think you're probably halfway. Oh, is that all? I think so. Because yeah. I was talking to somebody who said like I'm two thirds the way through. Maybe you are there. Maybe somewhere between halfway and two thirds. I'm just wondering because Do you take I, this conversation offline. No, I want to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to finish it quite soon. I've, um, I'm sure you will. Before I do my bit of feedback, I've got a tweet actually. I forgot I had uh, received last week based on something we talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was from Daryl Sharp. Remember who Daryl is? No. No. Okay. He says, uh, "Sorry if the hat and goggles were putting you off." It was for safety, though, as I had to leave the office. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Right. Um, And then he he said, uh, was the question confusion caused by the hat and goggles because I got the names wrong? But no, I had to admit to Daryl, it was entirely my fault. I just got confused when I looked at the screen. 
Um, and I kind of man said, with hat and goggles on, I was like, ooh. So yeah, we had a good chat about Daryl last week because he was in the uh, the Jared Butler Google Hangout and yeah. appeared somewhat surprisingly in the hat and goggles. <laughs> um, but see, that's what I want for all of our Google Hangouts now is for people to get really outrageously dressed. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but he's saying, Amazing. He's saying he only did that because he had to leave the office. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. We thought he was doing it as a joke, but... We didn't really think he was doing it for a joke. No. I thought, oh, I, th- I no. thought he was... Because it was funny. No. <laughs> no, I never gonna, thought that. On a building site, I, it's I'm going to dial in and I'm going to put on, like, Groucho Mark specs and, like, nose and tash. <laughs> we're not going to know the difference. <laughs> hey! <laughs> but I, I, um, I felt bad because I felt like we were all laughing at his expense last week. But he, he, he messaged me back saying, watch the replay, and it probably did look like I was mental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, he got to talk to Gerard Butler. He did, yeah. and he said... He's uh, a winner. He said it was great, though, and, and Gerard Butler was a top bloke, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, somebody else thought that, that listened to the podcast back last week. I don't know if we've got this on the feedback. I'll just chuck it in anyway. Um, They thought that this is Sparta bit that opens last week's podcast. They thought it was Gerard Butler doing it. It was Keza. (laughs) The opening one? Yeah. Oh. Well, I still think mine was the best. Do you? Yep. Okay. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Everything. Um, I have feedback, though, from Jake C., who is from Jacksonville, Florida. And he put it, put in brackets afterwards, United States, not UK. I didn't know we had a Jacksonville, Florida <laughs> over here. But... Yes, it's in Yorkshire. Um, uh, Jake says, I would love to play a game that... Oh, listen to this sentence, because he says play three times. It confused me a bit. Okay. I would love to play a game that gave me the illusion that I'm playing a game with none of the obnoxious bother that comes with actually playing. Yes. Like dying and rebooting. Right, so this is based on a conversation we had last week. And I was saying... Again, it's related to Bioshock, um, and that um, like often, like you're in a critical moment of the game, and rather than like listening to what Elizabeth is saying or getting dragged into the storyline, you're rooting through a bin looking for a piece of orange. <laughs> 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 and uh, and so, what I would love to have seen is because they did a, a mode called 1999 mode, which is kind of harks back to the really old games that, that were s- sort of super tough would be a version of the game, and again, it was specifically aimed at you, Chris, where mm-hmm. you don't have any of the... like. There, you know, there, there's a game in there, there's a shooter mechanic, but it's very light. You don't have to run around worrying about health or um, ammo or anything like that. It's literally, you do that bit of the action, but it's all about following the story and getting more absorbed in yeah. that. And I think that would be the way to kind of bridge the gap between, um, well, games being perceived as, you know, kids' entertainment and, you know... A more mature. Well, Jake says he, he rejects games that have missions that can be failed yep. if you don't yeah. do exactly the way they want you to, such as Assassin's Creed. It is annoying. Yeah. That yeah. annoys me. Like, why why do you have to do it that way? It was because some guy in a development studio yeah. thought that was the way to do, do it. Do you know what I hate? Timed bits where you're against the clock. Mm. Mm. I loathe that because I'm old and doddery. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can never do them. I can never do them. Well, you, what you were saying about, you know, you're not having to worry about your health and, uh, and things like that and Bioshock, you don't really have to, do you? Because, because you die, you're regenerated in exactly the same place. Yeah. It's not really... All it is, it's just a bit irritating. It's not, it's not an actual but, death. But my, my point being is that strip out even, you know, you go up to trash can, you can't even look at it. That, I think that do it. You know, it's not even part of the game. Okay. I think that would be much more interesting because then I know that I'm following that guy over there because I've got to go and kill him and, you know, not worry that I've only got, you know, three pieces. And also, you know, don't give me a choice of guns. 
give me what works for that environment right. and you know mix it up so there's kind of different stuff it's little things like that that i think would you know stop people well new to games being overwhelmed by the mm. choice because there are so many freaking guns in there and i'm just using the um oh, which one am i using like the kind of standard rifle thing oh the, the yeah carbine I'm not a big fan of that one. I, I like a nice juicy shotgun. Really? Yeah. But well. I, like, I like the the distance it gives you. Sniper rifle's good as well. Yeah. Well, to be that. honest, I normally go carbine sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connoisseur's choice. Uh, Jake, Jake also <laughs> says, uh, "Please do more Welsh accents." Do, do we, we do, do lots Welsh? of Welsh accents? There's lovely. Well, there's well. Uh, I suppose there's Luke, isn't there? He does a little Welsh accent. Oh yeah, that's Luke's, that's Luke's real accent. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not, not very Welsh. On. He's a little bit. He can isn't be. He? Welsh. Yeah, it comes out. Okay. Sometimes. He wears a Welsh dragon on his t-shirt, doesn't he? Yeah, a, but he doesn't on, really on speak occasion. Welsh. I could no. do um, a Scottish accent, though. If he doesn't want Welsh, I could get the Scottish one up. Go on, then. Yeah, it's coming. It's just loading up. What? <laughs> oh, I've got the volume on. Brilliant. I think it's Brilliant. supposed to be This Is Sparta. <laughs> That's the real one. This Is did actually sound very similar to yeah, that. Yeah, it, did, yeah. it was pretty good. Nice, spot on. Um, I've got a piece of feedback from Luke from Australia. Another Um, one from Australia? Yeah, yeah. We've got to to update our map. We haven't updated our map for a time. No. G'day, Cobber. This is brilliant. I can't believe you did that. He says, every Monday I download the podcast and listen to it on the way to work. This Monday, like any other, I got into the car and started up the podcast expecting the usual intro. (laughs) Instead, I got the Gerald Butler, this is Sparta. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get to do it last week, so I did it. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that your best shot? No. Come on. Come on. Blow, blow okay. the diaphragm Back away the from mic. the mic. Back away from okay. the mic. Back away. Here we go. Here we go. This is Sparta! <laughs> there you go. It's not bad. That's quite fun. Which has gone red. And he says, this scared the fuck out of me. Um, and he nearly drove his car through the garage door. Uh, <laughs> what was he doing driving towards the garage door I don't know he didn't put it in reverse or right, something okay. uh, and he had to change his underwear wow so <laughs> and it was Keza not Gerard. it was Keza yeah, yeah. I must admit I didn't realise it was Keza there you go yeah. um, but he really enjoys the podcast he says it's a great laugh and he appreciates all the time um, that it takes to do him yeah we don't put much effort in if we're honest not really no. thank you <laughs> So uh, Thomas Meadows from Derbyshire uh, has been replaying Final Fantasy VIII recently and he's got to the bit where Renoa is, is floating in space. Anyway, he, gets, he finds himself really teary-eyed. <laughs> I know, bless him. I'd uh, love you to do the CBeebies bedtime story <laughs> with that voice. <laughs> what games have affected yourselves in this? What, what games have given you a teary eye? <laughs> <laughs> Childish but oh, funny. Oh, well, we have spoken about this before, mm. but I just I, there haven't been any games that have made me feel particularly emotional. No, and I don't no. think that's because I'm a heartless bastard. But it just they don't resonate with me in the same way. No, as, as there's, kind of, there's still that disconnect. What about movies? Oh yeah, like movies and TV. I'm really like again since having my daughter, I'm a freaking wreck. Yeah, anything like even like like last week's Doctor Who, which I know wasn't very good. But, you know, the little girl in peril, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Mm. Oh, shit. Can they just stop having, like, any kind of motorbikes or, like, space scooters in Doctor Who's just for a bit now? I've not been Have watching you not watched the series, the, no, uh, I'm afraid the, not. The last game that made me cry was the FA Cup 
final replay in 1990. <laughs> Have you honestly cried over a game of football? Yeah. Oh my god! I was, I was 11 years old, and we lost one. Crystal Palace lost one nil to Man United in the replay. All right. I wasn't crying because we lost. I, was, I went in the toilet, had a little cry because we played so badly. <laughs> I was so disappointed because we went out and just fouled them the whole game. Isn't that funny? Like, I honestly cannot imagine crying over a game of football. I can't now, and I haven't done it in 25 years, but yeah, that was. Do, do you pathetic. cry at movies? Yeah, I do. I'm like, quite soppy. What's your most recent one? Um, oh, it's been a while. Probably, probably up. Really? Yeah, probably the opening sequence of Up left me a little teary-eyed behind mm-hmm. my 3D glasses. <laughs> I was at Pixar, I watched that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. I am... Um, what was it? Is it Big Fish? Yeah. You and McGregor? Big oh, Fish I was cried a lot yeah. of that. Did you? Yeah. It was a, a particularly emotional time of my life. Mm. I was just mm. off my face on booze all the time. Mm. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make up an excuse Did for Did you cry because it was a somewhat racist... Um, version of the South with no black people. Only white people in Big Fish. I didn't really notice that. thought that was weird. Right. Rich, what's made you cry of late? Uh, I'll make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> nothing's made me cry uh, as of you late. You hard bastard. You t- He's tough, isn't he? I've always thought Ben. Portsmouth, come on. We don't cry. <laughs> don't, don't the sailors make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> it depends what they're doing. Stu, what was the last film that made you cry? Oh, I, cr- I cry so much. Uh, I, almost everything. Almost mm. everything I could cry at. Um, probably easier to list the films I haven't cried at, I suppose. Um, what did I watch? You're often crying at your desk. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's because it's normally only Monday and I, I was kind of hoping it's already the weekend. This week's gone fast, though, isn't it? It has, actually, yeah. I can't it's believe it's Thursday. By, zoomed by. Or Friday, if you're listening to the podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I think so, yeah, loads of, loads of movies, loads of movies. I'm but no think. games? No. I. No spoilers, but the end of Bioshock was emotional, I suppose, in a kind of jaw-dropping way. Right. I'll say no more. Mm. Okay. I think a game that's potential to make you cry is Beyond Two Souls. Oh, you're such a sucker for that. I am. So Jodie in the game has to uh, go homeless for a bit, which is a bit strange, but I think it actually affected me. I didn't think it did at the time, but then when I was walking home from work, um, I saw a homeless guy and I gave him my food that I had on me. And I don't think I would normally have done that, but I think that did actually affect me. He what didn't did want you give food. him? He wanted drugs. I gave him like Against a couple of spasty. bananas and a, like a, a chocolate bar that I had on That's me. That you'd already chewed up. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just snacks that I had. I yeah. didn't have anything you more. You wanted to walk around with packets of like chocolate and, and bananas in your pockets. It's just for homeless people. Yeah. That's quite interesting though that it affected you in that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For the so better. Maybe potentially I am. I used to give money to homeless people and then I thought, I'm not going to give you money, but I'll buy you food. And then this one guy said, I don't want your food, I want your money. And I was just like, ever since then, I've never done it. You should, wow. buy, you should buy them drugs. <laughs> well, where from? Um, your dealer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously, of course. What about music? Has music ever made I've you never cry? bought music for, for homeless, for homeless people. people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tend to have some, like iPods lying around. Here, here's an iTunes voucher. Sheet music, just give them sheet music. Here's a cassette. <laughs> So, yeah, music. Uh, you ever been affected emotionally by a piece of music or anything like that? When no. I was at um, Isle of Wight Festival, I saw Paul McCartney, and when he played Blackbird, that made me tear up a little bit. Did it? Yeah, that was really good. I, I think I teared that. up a bit when I saw Paul McCartney at Glastonbury when he started playing Beatles songs. Mm. 
I quite, that, it's quite drunk. I tear that when I saw New Order, but that's because Bernard Sumner's voice is so fucking shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, that, was that that blur last that's year? A blur. Yeah. He cannot good. sing live. I no. Think, um, I tend to... I get a bit teary up tender by Blur. That makes me a little bit... Oh, see, like, no distance left to run. Oh, oh yeah. That is, that's the tune. Oh, don't We're all getting you. emotional at that Hyde Park gig. What, because we couldn't hear it? <laughs> Sorry. And, <laughs> and because it took a fucking hour to get a beer. <laughs> Even longer to go to the toilet. Oh, I'm, my I'm, God. I'm, I'm, I missed the specials from start to finish. Just, just get entire beer. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Buying one beer. Yeah. <laughs> Still, good gig. Yeah. yeah, really thirsty there. <laughs> uh, James Briefel has written, he's a big fan of the show. He says he listens to us on the tube and he looks like a madman laughing out loud in front of people. You've, you've got a bit, of, you, uh, a bit of footage of someone on the tube <laughs> acting like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. A little old lady mewing like a cat. <laughs> True story, folks. Last week we talked about untapped areas in the gaming sphere with that prison game idea. He says, hmm, sounded interesting, but I think there's a huge gap in the market for a really gripping, episodic police game set in Chicago or London. You could have loads of intense drama, great graphics, and fun gameplay. The Bill. Yeah, The <laughs> Bill, the game, yeah. Why not? The Sweetie. L.A. Noir, despite becoming a tad repetitive, showed how entertaining life in a police station is. I mean, come on! Who doesn't like a police drama? I'm not a big fan of police dramas, but, you know. Mm. But, yeah, it might be fun to be a policeman in a game. Yeah. yeah, it depends. They do like, interesting I, things. I, oh my I, god, you could do it all set in different eras as well. Mm, you could do like the, Life on Mars. You could do the Blue Lamp back in the nineteen mm-hmm. fifties. That would be an awesome place to start. Mm. It's a good film, that actually. Mm, I've not the, seen it. It's the the precursor to Dixon of Doc Green. Yeah, it's a really really wow. In, no, but seriously, <laughs> Google it's it. a really <laughs> it's a really smart film for the time. It doesn't have any um, opening score or anything like that. It's just like all crackly police radios over the opening credits. Mm. Which, if you think about it, it's like 1954. It's quite, quite. a futuristic idea yeah, yeah. at the time. It's a good movie. Check it out. It's the Dixon of Doc Green game. Dixon, yeah. <laughs> Zed cars. We could do Zed cars, couldn't we? That could be the driving level. This is great, man. Everyone switched but off. See, now. the problem is, I, I <laughs> no reckon. No one's listening anymore. Target audience. I reckon 25% of a policeman's kind of job life is interesting. The, yeah. s- the other 75% is walking slowly around the streets and well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have big sections on the paperwork, would you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Gotta, Actually, you, be could with, you could do it with Connect or Move, couldn't you? You could just be there and you'd have to like scribble out <laughs> right, all the paperwork. Write your incident in, report. In <laughs> do your expenses. That'd <laughs> 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 be great. I like this, though. Keep these coming, these game ideas. Yeah. yeah interesting. I'm, I'm not we'll sure. nick one eventually and make our millions. fortune. I'm not sure whether you'd want to be a London Bobby. It seems more glamorous to do it in the US. You get guns in the US. Like in, in the UK, you're just hitting people with truncheons. Come on, that's fun. Well, that, that would work I, with move. Or, or unless you progress up through the career ladder. Yeah. And then you become an airport security, so you get like an MP5 or something could like do that. that. The, the, the game could be set just when the, um, the gun laws are loosened in London. And that could be the plot. Mm. Right. You, could have a, you could have a kettling level. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> I like it. Football hooliganism, you go undercover in, like, ID, the movie ID. Yeah, that could work. I just can't imagine that there's a particularly big audience for this kind of stuff. Well, tractor simulator, there you go. If there's enough for a tractor simulator, there's enough for a London Bobby simulator through the ages. Tractor simulator is so big, it's outgrown its PC origin and is now coming to consoles. Yes, finally, I can play tractor simulator. Can't wait. 
That's it. That's it for reader feedback. <laughs> That's it for reader feedback. Wow. Any good games coming out, Alex Simmons? No. Oh. Uh, well, look. One's got me quite... Well, actually, there's two got me quite excited on our list. Right. So Lords of Football is coming out. <laughs> and this is the game that has been backed by uh, Gianluca Vialli. Oh, my goodness. I remember and him coming in to talk to us about like, that three oh, yeah. years ago. It was a long, long time ago. I missed ago. it, and I was sad because I love him. Oh. He, he was a lovely guy. Transcends football, that man. But he... So the idea of the game is it's not so much about what happens on the pitch although that is part of the game but it's also about the whole lifestyle thing <laughs> and that I just find that part of well the, the whole football world fucking horrible so it's all about them falling out of Bougie's nightclub or something but is it? in our fame hungry modern society isn't that what people are interested in? maybe also the fact it's called Lords of Football which I think is one of the That's worst bizarre. names for a game what are they thinking? fuck knows that would have been a better name. What fuck knows? Yeah, I've uh, on a tangent. I got given the secret footballer book the other day. Have you read any of the secret footballer? Does no. he write for the Guardian? Yeah, yeah. I, re- I read a sample of it on my on my Kindle. It's brilliant. Really good. What Don't, is it? I it's, this guy, it. it's this guy who's a professional footballer, very successful one apparently, and it, he he's been keeping a diary, just kind of exposing the 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 dark underbelly of of, of football. Wow. Like what? Um, the, the, the women they can have, the right. stupid money they get paid, the way they get treated, the way they uh, have con- more control than the managers do. Does he kind of name and shame sort of specific A little bit. People, he's quite or? careful because he doesn't want to... He, he's quite careful about what he says so he can't be exposed. And I think right. their lawyers go through his stuff with a fine tooth comb. But right. it's very. he's a really good writer as well. I'll tell you off, off mic who apparently it is. Okay. A couple of rumours. Yeah. Gaza. <laughs> New. So do I not want to buy... What, what's Lords of Football coming out on? Well, it's it's uh, a browser-based game. So right. you play it on that there internet. Um, and then obviously uh, pay microtransactions yeah. to get sloshed at Mahiki or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't know. problem is uh, that it's an always-on game. You've always got to be connected to the internet to play it. That's like being a real footballer. You've always got to be on. Good point, well made. Exactly. Apart from when you're asleep. Uh, also. Oh, now this has got me excited. <laughs> really? Yeah! Worms 2 Armageddon yeah. is out on iOS this week. <laughs> I think that's how bad this week's releases are. Worms is amazing. Right. Well, Worms look, is brilliant. Tilly, this is a week for you. Yeah. Lots of people than Worms Armageddon. Me and Sad Dan will get on uh, on the Worms. Right. He loves that one as well. I know. Precursor to Angry Birds. Movies. Movies. We have Scary Movie 5 coming out. Why? Oh dear. <laughs> Why exactly? Because um, they keep making money. I saw there was one come, one came out called Haunted House or something, which was the Wayans Brothers doing a spoof of... They, uh, they've just greenlit Haunted House 2 or whatever it was called. Who watches this shit? I think they cost very little money mm. and I think on cable they make a lot of money, I think. Right. But what I saw there was like a trailer for it and it's Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Is together. Snoop Dogg in it? Or is that something else? He might have been in the Haunted House. Hang one. on a minute. Right. You mean Snoop, Snoop Lion? Lion. I know. Lion. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, the, uh, not, not screened for critics. Funny that. We have to pay to see it to review it. I wouldn't bother. I'm not. Someone in the States is. <laughs> I could have done it. Well, looky. I could have volunteered on Friday because we get it a few hours before them, but I just couldn't face nah. it. But these, you know, uh, I think that there's kind of the ute will just go to a multiplex on a Friday night or a Saturday night without knowing what's on. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just pay their money and they'll 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 decide then, oh, look, Scary Movie Five's on. It doesn't matter if we sit all the way through it on our phones. They will text all the way through it, yeah. won't Well, why don't we ask our uh, IGN's resident ute? Is Good that afternoon. what you do, you boy? Are you a fan of the scary move, scary movie series? 
I think I liked the first one. Yeah, the first one was all right. Yeah, maybe but even the second one. I think I stopped funny, after that. There was quite a funny Michael Jackson gag in one of them, I remember. Hmm. Quite rude. Well, that's not bad. Like oh, one, one <laughs> gag in five. One, yeah, one gag in five films, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember seeing Date Movie. I actually had to go and... I, I was, yeah, I've seen that one. Re- that was screened for critics at the time, bizarrely. Mm. That was uh, fairly, fairly abysmal. Well, what's a shame is that the spoof movie was quite a good genre. Yeah. You know, when the Zucker brothers were making Airplane and Naked Gun, mm. they were, you would quite look forward to them. I mean, they were kind of... Um, when was the last time you watched one of those movies? Do they still stand the test of time? Probably Airplane, not. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Airplane's yeah. an absolute classic. Airplane right? 2's not brilliant. Naked Gun 1's... Diminishing returns with Naked Gun, I think. Each one was a bit less funny than the last one. What was the, the spy one? one? There was a spy one. Top Secret. Top I love Top Secret, yeah. but that was a big flop at the time. And what was Charlie Sheen's one? Oh, was it Hot, Shots. Hot, Hot Shots. Shots was good. Hot, Hot Shots Part 2 right. was good. So these were, there was a, this was a good yeah. like, sub-genre, and it just, these guys are just killing it. Milking it, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. There was a, a, it was a couple of years back, they brought like five out, didn't they? And it was superhero movie was in there. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't stand to watch that. No. Is it all part of the same... Like, I don't know, is it own, is it put out by the same studio? Or? <laughs> the Weinsteins make a lot of them. Obviously, they've changed. They were they were uh, Miramax and now they're yeah. the Weinstein company. They, they, they've made a, a few of them because right. I think they figured out they were just cheap and yeah. easy and profitable. Yeah. yeah, which is no bad thing if it means that the Weinsteins, Weinsteins can green light some of their bigger, yeah. you yeah. know, less mm. kind of, you know, more critically applauded yeah. movies. Mm. I just, as I say, I'm just sad that you don't look forward to one of these spoof movies now. Yeah. Someone should come out with it and really nail it rather than just, you know, because they're not really jokes anymore. They're just pointing yeah. stuff out and, yeah. and referencing things without actually writing jokes. Yeah, what was the also, last good spoof movie? Like Galaxy Quest. Seems to Galaxy Quest, was quite yeah. Funny, wasn't it? But I wouldn't really class it as a spoof. It was no. more an homage, wasn't it, really? Homage. Quite a loving, a loving tribute. Sorry. I think... Uh, one of the main appeals that comes from Scary Movie 5 watching the trailer is that they've got a lot of acts in there that look like the parts that they're supposed to be spoofing. Right. So I think that's people will go along to see that, to see, oh, yeah, he does look like, um, <laughs> wow. I don't know, whoever. Come on, give us an example, Rich. Come on. Uh, you're Leonardo the, DiCaprio. You're ah, the only yeah, person yeah. that's watched the trailer in this <laughs> room. So there's, so there's a fella that looks like Leonardo DiCaprio in Scary Movie 5, yeah. and that's why you should go and see Scary they Movie should, yeah. 5. And they they've should. also got Charlie Sheen in yeah. there. Wow. Uh, they should yeah. get that guy from Chronicle. He looks like a young Charlie Sheen. And I think he's Harry Osborn in the new Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. He looks just like DiCaprio did when he was 16. Yeah, I kind of see that. Mm. Yeah. Anything else out? Yeah, Oblivion. Uh, which is the new Tom Cruise movie? It's already out in cinemas as mm. this as this podcast drops. Um, we it was screened on Tuesday, and my review is up. It's okay. We quite liked it. Rich, you were there. We quite liked it, didn't we? I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was okay. I I saw a lot of it coming already. Yeah. I mean, the main thing I enjoyed from it was it was my first experience of IMAX, so that was cool. We've we've talked about this. It's not your first experience of IMAX. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Because it, Futuroscope in France. You went to Futuroscope. But I was so young, young, I don't remember it. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the film does look amazing. The visuals are stunning. It's the guy that did Tron, and he certainly knows how to put together a kind of jaw-dropping action mm. sequence. Um, but the story, it's just... 
I mean, everyone's been saying it, but it's it's just like a grab bag of, of all these ideas from other sci-fi films. Some of them really directly, though, because pe- people are saying, oh, I put that up on Twitter, and people are saying, oh, well, Star Wars wasn't original. But but with this one, you, I really am, you were really thinking, oh, that scene's from that yeah. movie, that scene's from that movie. And there's mm-hmm. one kind of um, plot point, which I won't say, and I didn't reference the movie in my review, but as soon as you see it, you'd be like, ah... It would give too much away to say what the movie is, yeah, but definitely. they've nicked quite a lot from a specific movie that we all like in this room. But um, Jurassic Park. No. Oh. But, yeah, it's all right. It's worth a watch, but... It's, it's only one I can think of. going to go through every film that you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. Yep. Worth a watch, but um, nothing spectacular. I don't think it's going to be a huge hit. I think it'll have a, a good opening weekend and then disappear because I don't think the word of mouth is going to be very strong. It kind of came out of nowhere as well. And then it'll disappear into oblivion. Oh, brilliant. Uh-huh. And that's oh. that from the movies. Oblivion. Uh, well, in fact, that's it for this week's podcast. Um, as always, you can drop us a line at IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com or Twitter and Facebook slash IGNUK. And, uh, well, we'll be back same time next week to probably discuss more Xbox 360, sorry, 720 rumours. Let's hope so. What's, what's next week's rumours going to be? Durango Unchained. <laughs> but that's, that so would be your headline if it's not always connected to the internet, right? There you go. Go and write a story about that. Oh, someone else will do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bugger. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Here we go.